0: What's up, Disrupt Nation? So my name is Anthony Delgado, and this is the Disrupt Podcast. And on today's show, we have a really, really special guest. He has been named Forbes Top 30 Under 30. He's been recognized by Influensive.com. Jeremy Jeremy Adams, Jeremy C. Adams, is not timid to climb the ladder of ultimate success. Armed with an impressive background in sales and marketing, at age 22, Jeremy went on to become the founder of Prestige Food Trucks, along with launching many other successful businesses, including one with Kevin Harrington, a past investor from Shark Tank. Today, Jeremy is focused on an exciting new venture with his close friend, Maxwell Finn, called Unicorn Innovations. Unicorn focuses on scaling customer acquisition for large brands all across the world. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show, man.
1: Hey, Anthony, thanks so much for having me.
0: So, I'm really excited to dive into uh, Unicorn's consulting arm, Unicorn IQ, and the investment in the venture firm. Um, but before we dive into that, how did you get started in the tech space, man?
1: Yeah, so, and I, I don't know if we would technically be on the, the tech space, but you know, I guess marketing, I suppose, is, could be under that umbrella um, on the digital side. Now, when I launched, you know, I came from very you know, basic beginnings, and you know, I know a lot of people say that. And I'm not looking for anybody like feel sorry for me, and I don't need to go into details, but you know, definitely grew up very, very low income, uh, and uh, at a young age, I just knew I wanted to, to earn wealth. It was very selfish focused. I also don't, when people tell me like, why they start businesses and stuff, it's just like, I just wanted to impact the world, and, and I get at some point, like that's maybe the transition I'm going through now. But when you come from nothing, like you're just trying to like make ends meet for you and stop worrying about money, because that's what you grew up your entire life with is worrying about living paycheck to paycheck and dealing in that atmosphere. So for many years, it was a a strict, selfish focus on how can I get myself out of this situation I grew up in, and I was very, very financially motivated. And uh, you know, I've been transitioning out of that the last years, but at a young age, I just wanted to earn more money. So I got a lot of good opportunity you know, was waiting tables, which is like the best place when you're like 20 to, to earn a decent living other than maybe like dealing drugs or something. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I was making probably a thousand plus bucks a week cash waiting tables. And, uh, that, that was a great income. And then I started working with, uh, a guy in central Florida, helping him with a lot of his different businesses at, at 20 as well. And I was getting a lot of great experience, you know, forming companies, helping with the marketing. Et cetera. I think there's like four companies that we launched together. And I was just like his assistant at this time. And then at 22, we got an opportunity to start manufacturing food trucks, which is extremely crazy. Um, and I, I still really don't know that much about manufacturing, but uh, there was an opportunity. And as many entrepreneurs, especially young, aspiring entrepreneurs, I just didn't want to turn down the opportunity and to actually have an opportunity to be a business owner, which is what happened. We went 50, 50 in that venture. So uh, I ended up bringing on good people that could manufacture the trucks and I started scaling the business online. So at 22 marketing my food truck manufacturing company and our, the average food truck back then is about a hundred thousand dollars or so. So if you can imagine my mindset started, you know, started getting a lot of confidence. I'm like, if I could sell hundred thousand dollar food trucks online, I can sell anything online. So the skill just kind of grew from there and a bunch of trial and error, a bunch of headache, a bunch of lost money. But you know, there started being a light at the end of the tunnel and it's you know, led up to where we are today with, um, with Unicorn.
0: Very cool. And I feel like that's like one of, the, one of the best ways to learn and really grow as an entrepreneur, as a business person is when your back is up against the wall, right? So like you're waiting tables at first. So now when you jump into something new from waiting tables, that's your bar. That's what you're comparing it to. And you're like, okay, well, I'm not waiting tables and I'm making $1,000 a week or whatever you are able to make, right? Um, and that, you know, the pressure is on and that kind of is what gives you the opportunity to grow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I obviously the worst case scenario and this is what i tell people especially in the united states of america and its territories for anybody like you in puerto rico uh we have such a great opportunity and 99 percent of us the worst case scenario really isn't that bad and worst case where it's like if i don't make it work what's the worst case and my worst case for me was hey mom like can i can i live with you in ocala florida which is like a very rural town you know, it's not where I wanted to be, but that's like a pretty good worst case scenario for me starting a business and being financially free. So, and I put my ego aside and I said, I'm just going to make this work. And I did literally everything I could to make it work. I mean, we got, I've been, you know, been in more legal challenges than you know anybody. I'm 28 now than, than any 28 year old. And uh, that was a lot on the, the food truck side because we would build these trucks and They're expensive trucks, and some of these people buying these trucks, it was their life savings, so when we would have manufacturing delays or manufacturing challenges, and overall, our manufacturing quality ended up being really good, but there's like 10,000 components that go into an individual build, and if one or two or three of them aren't done properly, or sometimes it wasn't even our fault. Sometimes it was just a, a faulty piece of equipment we installed or whatever. You know, these trucks are sometimes weeks or months out of service. So people were like, I I want you to cover lost profits and like, et cetera, because I haven't been able to run my truck. And it just became a giant headache. But, you know, through all that, it, and it was very, very dark times. I mean, you name a challenge with that company we had and I had employees that stole from us. I had employees at times that loved me a week later, you know, they hated me threatening to quit. I mean, it, it was just a giant headache, but we were able to somehow, I really don't know how, maybe just persistence, get through it. We merged with one of our biggest competitor companies and, um, you know, we just, through all that adversity and looking back, it's given me so much great experience and perspective on on business ventures that I do, you know, present day and moving forward.
0: Very cool. So you merged with the other company now, was that an acquisition or... How did you
1: exit from that company? So it was a straight merger. So essentially what was happening was I was becoming really good at marketing trucks online and we didn't do any type of traditional marketing. I would market them online through organic SEO and Google AdWords and they would fill out a lead form and then myself or we had a couple other team members over the years that would help with sales and we would just reach out and close $100,000 plus trucks over the phone and many times not even meeting these people in person and I was able to do that really well once the money was wired into our account I had really no clue how to manufacture these trucks Um, so the the competitor that we merged with had the exact opposite problem they had been building since 2001 they had an amazing team and amazing reputation they just weren't nearly as good as acquiring customers as we were so uh, we, and there's a lot of fixed set, really high cost in a manufacturing space. If you can imagine like what renting out a 20,000 square foot facility would be ensuring it, having a plant general manager. I mean, you just pay twice as much. So we consolidated our, our, our manufacturing facility as well into one. And we moved our manufacturing up North and I stayed down in Florida and just focused on the marketing side. And, uh, the company was, uh, was able to grow. So I, I got out of the day-to-day management. and I just made sure that leads were coming through the door and uh, we were able to do, um, last year we finished with, uh, around 7 million in revenue. So not a gigantic company, but you know, for my first baby, I'm, I'm very proud of it. And we're, we're hoping to actually sell that company this year.
0: Very cool, man. Definitely respectable. And I, I think that kind of highlights a problem that tons of businesses have where it's almost like the chicken or the egg, like either you're really, really good at marketing or you're really, really good at what you do. And you're able to kind of put those two things together by merging with this other company. So that's, that's super awesome. So now tell us about Unicorn. What was your passion and motivation for starting Unicorn? And, and uh, what do you guys do for people that are discovering you for the first time?
1: So about three and a half years ago, when we merged companies on the food truck side, I had a lot more free time. Uh, Obviously, I was going to running a company and managing everything to just strictly focusing on the online customer acquisition side of things, which um, I didn't really have on autopilot, but I could kind of do it in my sleep. I had been doing it for years. I knew what I was doing. I had vendors lined up. I mean, it it was relatively simple and not a large time constraint. So I had a relationship with Kevin Harrington from a contest that we had won probably six months before the merger, we won Best New Business in Central Florida. So he was like the Shark Tank judge. And out of over a 1000 applicants, I presented in front of a live audience, we ended up winning. And uh, I created a relationship with him there. And we just I reached out to him. And I was just very persistent, but always in an adding value way. I was like, Hey, you know, I know you're a busy guy. Is there anything that is there any project you really want to get to, but you can't because you just don't have the bandwidth? You know, this is what I've been able to do with my company. This is what I love doing. You know, are there any things? Are there any projects that we can work on? So the first couple of things I just did for him for for absolutely for free. And uh, at this time, I had started a company with um, two of my friends, um, one of which is the um, Max, who's the partner in and Unicorn. But we had a, a small company then that we had just formed and after doing a few projects with Kevin, Kevin's like, why don't we just join forces and start a new company and I can bring you guys a shit ton of business. So uh, we were kind of googly eyed and that sounded like an amazing opportunity for us and we just decided to do it. So me, Max and and Ian uh, at the time ended up starting a a company with Kevin and he had a lot of his relationships. He's a big product guy. So we ended up uh, starting a company called Quantum Media and uh, that lasted a couple years, and we just worked with companies of all sorts, helping them with their online marketing. And um, it, as we were growing, I think there's a saying, like growing fast is a blessing, growing too fast can be a curse. I think that's what happened with this company. We, we were all just focused on growth, and we, we grew really, really quick. But with that, the, the quality control went out the window. And as well as we just took on too many clients, too many bad clients, we were just losing passion for why we started it in the first place. It was just a giant numbers game now. And it wasn't even about results. So uh, early, about spring 2017, Max and I left that and we started Unicorn. Unicorn Innovations is the parent and we we said we're only going to do what we want to do with who we want to do. We we weren't going to just take on a bunch of clients. We weren't going to, you know, it's an application process to work with us. We launched our, our training, which at first it was a training Facebook training course. Now we have Unicorn IQ, which is all of our training courses, and we've just been very selective and meticulous with who we work with and and how we do business. We obviously are still far from perfect. We're we're learning every day, but just to give you an idea of the model, we have the unicorn innovations as the parent, and then we have unicorn IQ, which is our, our training arm. We have courses and live trainings. It's, it's really, really cool for anyone that has a, a marketing team or maybe they, they personally want to learn how to market better. Our trainings, in my opinion, are, are the best. And then we have our consulting arm, which is uh, designed specifically for a handful of higher end clients. Most of our ad budgets we manage are you know, six figures or higher. And, uh, you know, any companies really looking to scale their online customer acquisition through Facebook, Google, and Native. And then uh, our investment arm is something we're looking to launch uh, later this year in 2018 or early 2019. And that's really going to be, so that's something I'm probably most excited about. And that's because we get a ton of quality deal flow. A lot of people that are training or come to us for consulting, a lot of them have nice businesses. And some of them even we, we help with our training, or with our consulting scale, they all need capital. And then through a lot of the masterminds I attend and relationships I'm making, I'm meeting a lot of, you know, great private money guys that see what we're doing. And they're like, hey, is there any opportunity here? And I'm like, I know there's opportunity here. So we decided to just create an, an entity to take advantage and, you know, help and partner with entrepreneurs that have great businesses, they just need that little bit of guidance and they need that little bit of capital, maybe doing one or two million a year, but with some some strategy and some cash, they could be doing 10 or 20 and uh, you know, giving a good investment for a lot of these you know older demographic investors that want to be involved in the, the e-com and tech space, but they really don't know what kind of deals to look out for. So we're looking to bridge the gap for, for those guys as well.
0: Very cool. So, so you kind of started out with the, the education. You started out, I guess, with one course, and then it kind of evolved into the Unicorn IQ. And now, like, how many courses do you guys offer? What does it cost to, to uh, get involved? What, what can people expect to learn um, by, by taking these courses?
1: So Unicorn IQ, we, we started initially with a Facebook course because that, that was our, our genius, per se. And the Facebook course took off. We got a two comma club award from from ClickFunnels, if anybody knows what that is, just from the Facebook course. So we had, at this time, we had lots of great relationships with a lot of good, smart people that were also experts in other platforms. So we're like, why don't we use all these relationships and create other courses as well? And then also what we noticed was really popular with our, um, with our, our group were our live trainings. So my partner Max would go live once or twice a week, answer questions, audit ads, and people said, like, we don't even care about the course, we love these live trainings. And that's what made us unique. The live trainings were above and beyond our, our, our differentiator. So basically what we have now, fast forward after a bunch of trial and error, our Unicorn IQ Academy is all of our courses, which Facebook, Google AdWords, which AdWords covers, you know, YouTube and and shopping and stuff as well. Um, Instagram, LinkedIn, and SEO. We have some future ones in the the pipeline, but those are the main ones. Facebook, Google, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, SEO. And there's daily live trainings in each of those categories. So Monday through Friday, there's a a different training. And it's for all of that, you get access to the private group for networking, um, all of the training, um, all of the live training and all of our course material. It's either $19.97 a year, or $297 a month. So um, that's the Academy offer. We just launched about a little over two months ago and that's off to a really good start, but that's um, that's going really, really well.
0: Very cool. And uh, is it your internal team doing the teaching? Do you bring in any uh, outside experts? And then is that kind of the, I guess, funnel to then, uh, go into these other ventures now but now they're you know have the opportunity to uh get introduced to investors to the ventures and now they have the opportunity to maybe work with you uh one-on-one through the consulting is that kind of organically how uh it's evolved or do you kind of go after the consulting stuff separately
1: yeah that's a good question and and I, i should have made it clear on the front end so i'm sorry for missing it we partnered with all of our experts in our community for Unicorn IQ. So that, that's also what makes us very different is it's not our team saying, hey, this is what we're really good at. And we just hire team members that are you know, good at it, but they're you know not like making a bunch of money in their own lives. We brought in experts from our network that are, are experts in each of these fields and make a living off of either running ad accounts or their own own businesses utilizing these platforms so they're all experts from there actually uh, th- three of them in the United States one is in Canada and one is in Australia so they're experts from around the world that are the best in each of these platforms um, and they you know because of our relationships and because of trust in us and because of they you know see the the vision and what we're, we're looking to do you know they were they were kind enough to, to partner up with us and, and create the the Unicorn IQ Academy and and yeah to answer your second question a lot of our best opportunity typically comes from people in our community or somehow connected to someone in our community um they'll they'll watch our trainings and they'll say i just i would rather have you guys handle this for our business or this is awesome you know my brother's the the cmo of a of a larger company he'll introduce like he needs to be working with you guys. So it, it actually does end up developing a lot of consulting and partnership opportunity. And um, we know we are very, very selective with a lot of our consulting opportunity because we do focus on the larger budgets and we want to be able to, um, to help at the highest level. So we're not looking to scale a bunch of clients, but um, so we, we aren't a fit for most, but some really high quality opportunities that we are really excited about have come from, you know, our, our IQ ecosystem.
0: Very cool. Um, so I think we've talked about, uh, I guess, the glory, um, but we do like to get into kind of the pain and the, and the adversity uh, on the show too. So, you know, tell us about maybe some dark times, um, when you're first getting started where you may have, you know, maybe doubted yourself even, and, and how were you able to kind of overcome that to, to persevere and, and get where you are now?
1: Self doubt is one of those things that even to this day, you know, I still have come up quite regularly. And with reading and coaching, I've been able to work through it. But you know, I don't know if it's ever gonna go away completely because I don't think you have a, you know, soul if you never have self doubt. I don't know what the word is. someone no one ever has self doubt. Then that's a. I think there's those people out there, but um, and I, I just I don't know how that's even being a human. But back in the day, the, the, the challenge for me was I would generate self-doubt on downward times, which is a really bad time to generate self-doubt because there's already enough bad things going on in your business. The last thing the business needs is its leader feeling sorry for themselves. And I kind of touched on it earlier with my company, Prestige Food Trucks. I mean, you name it, we had the problem. I mean, we were almost went out of business multiple times I didn't know if I was going to be able and this was back in the early days I mean we, we've we really sh- strengthened up since then but I didn't know if I was going to make payroll I had employees threatening to quit we dealt with a lot of theft you know dealing with constant legal battles you know it was it was a lot and uh, you know at the time I'm 23 24 it's my first business I mean it was it was very miserable and it was very lonely because also all I did was focus on my business I didn't have much of a social life. I, I it, it was just a, a gigantic headache for me. So, you know, there were times when, and we weren't as profitable as we wanted. So I wasn't paying myself nearly as much as I thought I was worth. And none of us believe we are compensated as much as we're worth, but we were generating, you know, in our second year, we did over $3 million in revenue. So, um, you know, I thought I should be paying myself decently well, and it wasn't where I wanted it to be. And I'm dealing with these legal challenges. And uh, like you, again, you name a problem, we had it. And I'm just like, why am I even doing this? Like, is this just waste my time? Is business not for me? I mean, that was probably the question I asked myself the most is like, am I even a good entrepreneur? Uh, Am I even fit? Like, should I just go get a job? And which I never would have thought I'd be asking myself. But when like times are really tough, it just really really deflates your ego and those are the questions for for many months i was asking myself and there were so many times where i was probably seconds away from just throwing in the towel but for some reason i just stuck through it and uh and i'm glad i i did stick through it i I don't know why or how i stuck through it i just somehow did and uh, maybe just because i had nothing else i had very few friends the the friends i did have and I probably annoyed the shit out of them or just stopped talking to them because I was super busy. And if I did talk to them, it's probably just about business and my business in particular. And so it was literally the business was my only friend. So that may be the reason why I didn't, um, I didn't give up.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was saying that to someone the other day, I was like, I am disrupt. I was like the whole company could, uh, you know, everybody could quit. But you know, I am disrupting, you know, it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's your own best friend, right? It's, it becomes part of your identity sometimes. Um, but you know, those, those questions of, Hey, should I just get a, uh, get a regular job? You know, there's, there's that book, uh, you know, leaders eat last. Uh, and it it really is that like you create this company where you really are just feeding your team. Um, so it's important to, you know, design your <clears throat> your company intentionally uh, so that you're able to, you know, n- not trap yourself. You know, there's a friend of mine, he um, uh, filed for Chapter 11 in his company and he was like, you know, I got to the point where I felt like I was only working um, to pay the payroll and you know, no one, like, I didn't feel like the team appreciated it, you know, like I wasn't taking a salary or I wasn't even taking money out of my personal pocket and putting it into the company. Um, So I I think, and that is sometimes a problem of like scaling too fast, right? You want to scale, you want to have a huge team, you want to bring people on, you want to, you know, get a fancy office and you want to go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden you have a, a slow quarter, and uh and you know your personal finances can can take a hit um and there is no guaranteed paycheck you know i i used to tell that to um to my friends even when i was younger uh in entrepreneurship and they were like oh okay yeah you made all this money and i'm like yeah but i have expenses you know it's not you know you mentioned hey you know we had a multi-million dollar business uh but i still wasn't able to pay myself a good salary right because it's like money comes in one door and out the other um so you know those are challenges that you know i think really you want to address early on and i think it's great that now you're leveraging these past experiences um in your your coaching and consulting offerings because you're helping you know uh, entrepreneurs avoid those pitfalls and and you know structure their stuff intentionally so that they don't get stuck in that box you know i think it's really easy when you're the founder to want to like crucify yourself like jesus and say no, it's okay, you know. So it's it's good to have, you know, it's okay. I won't take a salary, or you know, uh, I'll take money out of my personal savings, or whatever that is. Um, so it's good to have maybe an outside consultant that can almost be a reality check for you, um, to to give you that different different perspective.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. And I guess the scarier part, even than not paying yourself a salary, was we could this could go upside down. And not only am I not going to make money, I'm going to owe a shit ton of money. So I'm like working to just not owe a bunch of money. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but you owe vendors all this money. And I'm like, not only am I not paying myself, like if I don't get this turned around, like I'm going to be in a shit ton of debt and some of which is going to be really, really tough to pay back. So now that that's a scary time um, to know that you're literally working to avoid a catastrophe almost. Uh, not even to not get paid. So I think having that sh- mental strength though, I mean, that's probably one of the most amateur mindsets from maybe newer entrepreneurs and while em- employees will probably always stay employees or at least for a long time, is it, the mindset that you need to get compensated immediately, that short-term gratification for any of your work. And I feel like the most successful entrepreneurs like understand you could, you could work, put in groundwork on stuff for years before you get any return. I mean, literally for years, um, you know, there's a relationship just today I had built out. All right. Met him a few years ago and we talked and just kept friends and never did one deal together at all. But just today I'm like, shit, I think I have the opportunity. And, uh, you now, sometimes it takes years for good things to come of, of work. So,
0: no, yeah, definitely. I, I think being an entrepreneur, even just having a career, any sort of uh, fruitful career, you have to plant seeds, right? You have to be building relationships. You have to be, you know, operating with integrity, even when um, it means financially you might have to take a loss, right? And, you know, I think a lot of people that are short-sighted, like you said, they're stuck in that employee uh, kind of mindset. You know, they say that you're when you're an employee, you're getting paid to you know to execute someone else's dreams for them or something on like, something of that nature. Um, and while I think there is value in working under people, and I think there is value to be learned um, from working at bigger companies, um, you also. You know, if you go to a, a company, even a bigger company, and you're like, okay, well, that's not my job, so I'm not going to do that. Well, then you're never going to grow, and you're going to have a reputation of being lazy, and you're not going to have relationships even when you leave that job, right? Like, I've, I've uh, quit jobs and come back two or three years later to do consulting and gotten consulting contracts from places that I used to work for full-time. Um, almost every single place I think I've ever worked for. I've had that opportunity to come back into the door in some way and monetize in some way, whether that's a referral uh, or, or a bunch of referrals or whether that's a contract directly um, doing consulting, you know, because when I was there, I worked my face off. And when I was there, you know, people knew the the quality level of work that I was able to do. So... Uh, I definitely think there's something to be said for, um, for working hard, but, um, but yeah. So before we, before we wrap up, it looks like we're, we're running low on time. I want to ask you one last question. We ask it to um, all of our guests. And, you know, before I ask it, I just want to thank you again for, for coming on the show and being so gracious with, with your time and your experiences um but before we wrap up what does the word disrupt mean to you
1: yeah and my pleasure for being on thanks for having me um you know the the word disrupt and i think words mean different things to people at different times in their lives and the first thing that came to mind uh when you said that is maybe a a unique response but different companies and different people have different motivating factors. And, you know, companies are led by maybe they want to be super innovative, maybe they want to change the world and make the world a better place, you know, whatever your motivation as a company is. And, and I think there's a lot of good companies that they want to be motivated by being disruptive and just being a game changer in the marketplace. And, and for me, that still was the first thing that came to mind. It's just, you know, our company, Unicorn Innovations, we just, we want to be very disruptive. And, and that's our motivation is to just do something that is against the grain and that um, people haven't seen. And that, like, shocks people. I mean, naming a company Unicorn with uh, a cartoon character and presenting that to a Fortune 100 company and saying, like, we're the best option for you to partner with. like And, you know what I mean, like, our whole attitude is just being disruptive. And, and that's just how, like, I literally, a company asked me the other day, do you have a media kit? And I'm like, we could spend a whole day making a media kit and putting a bunch of bullshit numbers together so you think working with us is gonna get you an ROI? Or, like, we can just work together because you reached out to me. Like, they reached out to us. Like, we're not reaching out to them. So I'm like, I'm not even gonna waste either of our times with a media kit. Like, when was the last time they probably heard that, but it's the truth. Like you can just skew numbers, whatever way you can. So just our whole mindset and our motivation as a company is just to be disruptive and be results focused.
0: Definitely, absolutely. And just like breaking rules, right? Like going in and you know, yeah, no, we're not gonna send you a media kid or we're not going to, you know, necessarily play by, uh, you know, the, the agreed upon blueprint. So I, I really love that. I love the vision, I love the concept. Uh, I love the name Unicorn. And yeah, I I really, really appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, If people want to connect with you on social media, what's the best place to do?
1: Yeah. So you can just look me up on social. uh, Like my Instagram is Mr. Jeremy C Adams. So it's Mr. Jeremy C Adams. My LinkedIn is the same thing. Mr. Jeremy C Adams. And then my Facebook public profile is actually the same thing. So I I matched all the, the handles and then, I have my personal page as well, Jeremy Adams. Um, you'll be able to find me there as well um, if you wanted to, to add me on my personal page. But um, feel awesome. free to connect.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely throw all those links in the show notes. Um, Jeremy, thank you again for, for coming on the show. Thank you for being a disruptor with the company, Unicorn. And yeah, man, I, I will talk to you soon.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Take care.